This is the World Economic Bulletin for Thursday, 27th of January. Today, we have the sighting shot estimate for fourth quarter US GDP, and I'm going to look at it to see what it tells us about the US cyclical position first, but then estimate what it means both for profits and for the valuation and likely direction of the S&P 500. In volume terms, GDP rose and annualized 6.9%, which was stronger than the 5.7% consensus expected, and a sharp acceleration from the 2.3% annualized in third quarter. But that strength is actually pretty misleading, since approximately 74% of the quarter-on-quarter growth recorded in fourth quarter came from a buildup of private inventories. There's no way of knowing how voluntary that buildup of inventories was, Remember, yesterday we reported December retail inventories up 4.4% after retail sales fell 1.9%, which doesn't sound very voluntary to me. Strip out inventory movements and final sales of domestic product rose only 1.8% annualized, pretty much slowing to a crawl. Within that, the star was personal consumption up 3.3%, but Non-residential investment, the key factor, was running at just 2% and residential investment actually fell 0.8%. So despite the headline growth rate, this was not then a strong result or one suggesting a strong cyclical impulse. Now let's switch to nominal growth, its breakdown, and to calculate what's happening to Kalecki profits, what's likely to happen in the coming year and what that implies for equity market valuations. The principle behind the Kalecki profits equation is that corporate profits must, must be equal to net investment minus the savings imbalances of the rest of the economy. In practice, that means the government, the household sector and interactions with other economies. Right. In the 12 months to the fourth quarter, profits fell 0.5% quarter on quarter and rose only 2.8% year on year. The main thing boosting profits during the pandemic was the extraordinary rise in government dissaving, that's the fiscal deficit, and the main factor now dragging it down is the continuing moderation of that fiscal deficit. That will remain true for the foreseeable future, but in the meantime, profits are still running at a far higher proportion of the GDP than previously. 30.3% of GDP in the 12 months to December versus a pre-COVID long-term average of 24.6% with a standard deviation of two percentage points. Profits-wise then, even though they are coming down as a percentage of GDP, there's still a long way to go. To put some numbers on it, quarter-on-quarter profits fell by $35 billion, with net investment rising $286 billion, a net household dissaving also rising 843 billion but the fiscal deficit narrowed 768 billion and net exports fell by 164 billion as these numbers show the key question is whether household savings can dissavings can rise faster than the than the fiscal deficit as it narrows and i think it's unlikely Savings rates are back to pre-COVID levels, and dissaving to GDP is running at 13.9% of GDP versus a pre-COVID average of 14.6%. There's not a great deal of room then, so I think profits will remain under pressure in the short and medium term. What do today's numbers do for S&P valuations? The Coldwater Slow Model 
considers that an asset is fairly valued when it maintains its value relative to the economy. In practice, I take the Kalecki profits and discount them based on long-term nominal GD growth rates and volatilities. And that model has tracked the S&P well since 1990 and continued to do so last year. On that basis, it told us the S&P was approximately 10% overvalued at year end when it was at 4766. And even if profits stabilize, which I don't think they will, then it's still about 3% overvalued today. If profits continue to fall, so will that valuation. Given the sharp downturn in economic data in January, it's difficult to expect an S&P recovery anytime soon. Sorry about that. Still, that's the message for today. If you uh, appreciate the podcast, please like it and subscribe. And uh, thank you.